0: become Ms. Forbidden. <laughs>
1: Hey guys, welcome to episode 43 of macabre misfortunes.
0: What's up? Oh, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> well, Tracy, I said we were going to try to do some more uplifting stories for this for the rest of the month. And we had the obvious story of the gentleman who had amnesia for 15 years came back to his wife.
0: I know, which was a wonderful.
1: Last week's story still had a lot of death and destruction, but it did have. Uh, The gentleman who survived the volcano and went went on to live, he was the only survivor. So that was somewhat of a positive story. it
0: blows my mind. I mean, that is just unbelievable.
1: Well, this story today, it's not really one story. We're going to do a couple of smaller stories. It is the holiday weekend, so this episode may not be as long, but it's definitely not going to be the same theme as usual. I know this is macabre misfortunes, but we're going to do a couple of shorter stories today. Of people who feel like angels helped their life out.
0: Yes, I love it.
1: So I thought that would be something. Considering what's more spiritual than angels, and it's Christmas time. And tomorrow for the regular episode, we're actually going to do stories that are uplifting. They're not all uplifting, but they're not they're not a bunch of sad stories. But they all have they all have something to do with Christmas time.
0: And I feel like all of you people in our group are our angels. Every single day, not just Christmas
1: time. I agree with that. Yeah. Tracy, I think we would agree that perhaps more painful than any injury or illness is the feeling of utter hopelessness.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: The despair of the soul that leads one to thoughts of suicide. Mm Mm-hmm. That was the problem with the topic of our story tonight, which is a gentleman by the name of Dean. He experienced this pain as he was going through a divorce at the age of 26 years old. The thought of being apart from his two young daughters was almost more than he could bear. And I can definitely say I've been there, done that. Yep. But on one night in the stormy darkness, Dean was given some renewed hope. So check this out. You're going to love this. At the time, he was actually working as a derrickman out on a drill rig. Okay. Mm -hmm. That night, he was having some serious thoughts of taking his life as he looked down from the 128-foot derrick. Oh, boy. He said that his family and, and himself had strong beliefs in Jesus, but it was hard not to contemplate suicide. He said it was the worst thunderstorm he'd ever seen. He climbed up on a derrick to take position to pull the pipe out of the hole that they were drilling. His co-workers urged him not to climb up on that derrick. They were saying that, you know, they'd rather have some downtime than risk somebody's life. But... Dean ignored this, and he began to climb. He said that lightning was flashing all around him. Thunder was booming. He said he cried to God to take him. He said, if I can't have my family, I didn't want to live. But he couldn't take his own life and suicide. God spared him. He said he don't know how he survived that night, but he did. A couple weeks later, he bought a small Bible, and he traveled to Peace River Hills, which is where his family had lived for so long. He said he sat down on the top of one of the green hills and he started to read. He said as he did this, he had such a warm feeling enter into him as the sun parted through the clouds and he said it just kind of shined right on him. He said it was raining all around him, but it was completely dry and warm in the small spot on top of that hill where he was. Dean said that these moments changed his life for the better. He actually met his new wife and he fell in love. They started a family together that includes his two daughters. And he says he thanks the Lord Jesus and the angels that were sent to him that day because they touched his soul.
0: Nice. Love it. Love it. Never give up, people.
1: You know, and that's something that is important. There's so many times when you're on the edge of just breaking. We see it every day we talk to people every day we've yeah. been there ourselves that it's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel it's hard sometimes to see if there's a light anywhere mm-hmm. you know let alone at the end of the tunnel and when you're in that situation you can't see a better place but i'm telling you if you're in that situation listen to somebody who's been there and has made it out That's the hope you need to draw from. Don't look at, I don't see what I have to live for. You may not, but others might. You might see somebody else who was in that exact same situation that now has a 10 times better life. My life is better than I ever would have thought it would have been. I can tell you two or three people just in the past month that I've talked to that felt that exact same way that now are like, man, I, I, I just never could imagine I'd feel like this. And we're going to have some of those people on the show. I've talked to them because I think it's important for people to hear that.
0: Sounds good, babe. But anyway, I've got another
1: story for you. But first, let's take a quick sponsor break. and We'll be back to hear another angel story. All right, Tracy. Some people believe that before we were born, before our consciousness or our spirits actually resides in like an unknown space. I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, that's kind of where this reincarnation thing comes from Mm -hmm. that, you know, okay, this person died. Now their spirit's just waiting around till they're reborn again. And a lot of people feel like that your spirit is your energy and it's just waiting around till it enters your body as a child. Okay. Some say that we've even chosen our life. How many times have you heard in one of our reincarnation stories, somebody say, Oh, well, Yeah, the little baby said that, you know, I was in your stomach and then they miscarried. And it's like, you know, it wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be born yet, but then I came back. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, maybe you do choose the life you're born into. I mean, how else do you explain like the reincarnation situation where the boy's was supposedly the reincarnation of his grandfather, his dad's dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not a coincidence that you would just end up in the same family. You would almost have to choose that, right? I would think so. So, Anyways, not many people can actually claim that they remember this pre-birth existence, but Gary says he does. In fact, even in his middle-aged years, Gary says he can recall some details of a conversation he had with an angel before he was born. Nice. He said I was bodiless, but I was aware that I was in an area that was darkened and I was alone except for the entity that was speaking to me. I was at the bottom of the stairway type structure and was looking up the stairs, but not seeing the one who was speaking to me. I was very warm and comfortable, but aware that the feeling of trepidation of what I was about to embark on. That's like being in the... the empty on uh, Um, Supernatural
0: Supernatural
1: right so this entity was speaking to me and giving me a brief description of how my life would be I asked for some more information but it was refused I was basically told that my life would not be a hard life but would lack any luxuries and that I would experience great difficulties at a relatively early age It seemed that there were a few other small details, but I no longer can remember it quite as clearly as I once did when I was younger. It appears the information was correct as I'm now disabled and in poor health.
0: Um, Wow. I'm sure that's not what he envisioned. Probably not.
1: But, you know, he said he's middle-aged now. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And for that to be... You know that's some hardships and stuff, yeah. but that doesn't mean you know you can be poor and not have luxuries, but not well, struggle. Right, and maybe that's the situation.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah. material things are not everything.
1: I, I do believe that you might be in a situation to where you could, um, you could, kind of know what you're going into. Mm-hmm. I've heard, I've heard people say before that psychics and stuff like that, mediums, that say that they've always, the image that they've always gotten from people was you go up to a classroom after you've lived your life. You go into a classroom and you study what you did right, what you did wrong, and how you can improve on that when you come down to your next life. And I could imagine maybe you've led a really tough life on Earth. And then you're in the afterlife and they're like, well, it's not going to be as bad this time. Mm-hmm. We're going to step you up. And maybe it's that way. <clears throat> maybe if you deal with that good, the next time you come back, you're rich and have luxuries and an easy I mean, I don't know.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really hard. Maybe no way to know. No, Yeah, there is no way to know. But Or you could be rich and just go the other way. Like maybe you've always been rich and the next time you come back, you have nothing. So, That's
1: very true. Just start all over again. You
0: got to know what you got to be grateful for. Let's do
1: a quick another quick story. It's angel stuff. Let's end on something positive. Sounds good to me, Tracy. There are a bunch of stories about people receiving much-needed money from mysterious, unknown sources, right?
0: Yes, I love those stories.
1: Well, Ellie's got one of those stories. She recalls from the summer of January 1944 when she was living in Melbourne, Australia. She said it was a beautiful late afternoon. She was outside gathering the family's laundry from the clothesline. Then there was a sudden, small, she says, a willy-willy, which is an Australian term for a swirling wind funnel of dust. So basically a little funnel uh, wind that you have. Well, she says it kind of raced right past her. And she saw something blue whirling in the middle of the dust and the leaves. She managed to grab it. And it was, she was surprised to find that it was a $10 note. A $10 note?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Now, a few days later, she was in the backyard checking on her tomatoes. She spotted something lying in the grass. Again, she was astonished to find it was a $20 note. Not long after that, in another part of the garden, she found a $5 note and then yet a $20 note in the leaves of her daylilies. I'd I'd be spending all my time in the backyard.
0: (laughs) And just so she's taking good care of her stuff.
1: She said by the time, all this time, she'd already told her family about the angel money. She said none of them had put any money there. And there was no possibility of it blowing away in in the winds of the summer anyway. So people wouldn't just lay money out there. Yeah. They figured it'd blow away. So it would be pointless to do that. Right, right. She said all was quiet for a few days. Then... One of her sons came in with an ear-to-ear grin and a $20 note that he had just found on top of the compost heap. (laughs) Now, most of us would probably say, well, that's not angel money, right? But money that someone had lost or simply got blown into their yard. But Ellie was pretty quite convinced that that was the explanation. It was angel money.
0: I mean, yeah, how many many things are going to blow into your yard the whole time?
1: Well, she had another reason for that, too, though. Oh. A week or so later, she had another amazing find, but this time it was inside her house. Wind's not blowing anything inside your house, except for some leaves in the front yard. She said she was cleaning up underneath the bed. She put out a pair of slippers, and there, nestling in the toe of one of them, like a little grace note, was a 50-cent coin. Oh. So...
0: That's really cool. That's her little... Well, that's really nice. So
1: Anyway, so you a couple of angel stories to... Get your holiday season kicked off on Christmas Eve.
0: Sounds good.
1: So I didn't want to muck it all up with a bunch of death and No,
0: it's all about despair. giving. So yeah, all about even giving. You though it doesn't
1: really fit the program, we did something a little more spirited. Yeah. So to speak.
0: And we should do this every day.
1: Eh, okay. No, I'm saying a be giving.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> Be giving every day. Oh, Okay.
1: Perfect, and then like I said, tomorrow we got some fun Christmas stories. But they're nice. they're paranormal stories. Okay, they just more or less took place at Christmas time.
0: Nice. All right, sounds good, honey.
1: All right, guys, love you. Talk to you later. We
0: love y'all. Bye.